at least once we got something meaningful. And that was my one rule was like nothing mean, no meaning. No one should read this book and get anything out of it. Not, they shouldn't find something that speaks to their soul at any moment. No, there are books for that. And they are not my book. My book is to make you laugh. Welcome to The Yarn, a School Library Journal production. I'm Travis Yonker. That voice at the top was librarian, blogger, and writer Betsy Bird, and she was talking about her latest book, Funny Girl, which is an anthology of stories by an all-female cast of creators. Raina Telgemeier is in there, Rita Williams-Garcia, Jenny Holm, and many more. How do you go about putting together a book where funny is the first priority? Betsy will explain in just a moment. This is the latest installment of our Unraveler series. In each episode, a book creator will take you inside one of their books. Their inspiration, fears, frustrations, epiphanies, the whole thing pulled apart. It's time to unravel Funny Girl. This is a book that's sort of been percolating in the back of my brain for a long time. And there, I don't know if there was any inciting incident. I don't think there was a specific thing. It was just something I sort of noticed over the years. So we see a lot of short story collections uh, for kids. And I don't know about you, but they do, they do all right. They don't, they don't, we don't have the kids walking up to the desk saying, where's your short stories, you know? And um, there were a lot of, there was a real push for um, uh, funny books. Um, you know, we would, I would sit at the reference desk, I'd get all these, you know, boys and girls. So gender non-specific. anybody would walk up to the desk and say, get, where are your funny books? And it's not like in a public library, you have the funny book section. It is not a thing. So you find out what they think is funny. And then you have to find the similar things that are funny to it. And what I was finding over and over was I would try to recommend, you know, books by women that were funny as well as, um, books for men. Now in the beginning of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid days, there were a couple women doing that, like Amy Ignatow um, and Rachel Renee Russell to a certain extent, but there weren't a lot. And that was what they were looking. I mean, they were looking for like laugh out loud, gut busting, funny. And I was trying to come up with these lists of, I mean, there are so many funny women out there. And I was like, well, surely, surely, surely there is a collection of the funniest women of children's literature somewhere. And there, no, there was not. And then that book, um, that guy's read book, uh, the funny one came out of which there was one woman who was Katie Camillo uh, and there's no other women in there. And I was like, okay, what da, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. Um, all right. Um, this is not to say that uh, that isn't a, a good book in other ways. And that, um, and that I don't think the creators were, were thinking like, can't have the ladies in there. You know, it's just what they had that was funny. That's what they included. So this idea came to me. I was like, what if we made this collection of the funniest women of children's literature. And I sort of, you know, I, I pitched it to my agent and he was like, okay, work me up a proposal. And I, I worked him up a proposal. And he's like, okay. And I forgot about it. And then he comes to me one day, cause he does, he does this and he'll be like, okay, uh, right now is the right moment. This is the moment when everyone is talking about women and humor. Um, because you can, I mean, you, it's, it's sad, but there are constantly, um, things in the media where, you know, either it's Jerry Lewis or one of the, you know, some other comic will be like, women aren't funny. There's no such thing as a funny woman. Um, and, uh, 
lies lies so i he said okay we're, we're rework the proposal we're, we're pitching it now to people and it was i have pitched other books in the past i've never had more than one person at a time interested in anything i've pitched and this had a bunch of people interested I highly recommend doing stuff people actually want to buy, as opposed to all the other stuff that I do. Yes. No, um, it was lovely. It was, you know, they really connected with it on a level that I had. If I thought about it, maybe I could have predicted, but I, you know, I never make the assumption that people think about things the same way that I think about things. And... I see gaps in children's literature just because I read so many books and then I can see where the gaps are. Or you sit at the reference desk and someone asks you for something, you know, where are your Mexican wrestler books for kids? And it's like, oh, we don't have them. Um, so you, you keep track of the gaps over the years. And But no one had ever asked me for a book of funny, um, you know, stories by women. And I just felt this was something that had to exist in this world. And as it turns out, uh, other people feel the same way. It's kind of a cause, you know? It's kind of a uh, something we can get behind. I mean, my basic thing is that when a kid is going through school and then middle school and then high school, it is very important to know that humor is a good coping mechanism. But girls are taught very early on that the last thing, the last thing anyone should do is laugh at you. That is the worst thing that can happen to you. Other people laughing at you. And I want pe girls to understand that that is actually not a bad thing. Um, and that you can use this and it can be therapeutic and you can use it against bullies. And it is just humor can be used for evil as well as good. But in this case, it can definitely be used as good. And I think it's important. I mean, we, we quizzed girls. We were like, who are, the, who are the funniest women you know? And so many were like, I don't know any funny women. And then if they would, they would say, you know, um, celebrities. Um, but they never said authors. And I would like this book to change that. So the book is a, um, a combination. It, and this was my brilliant edit, original editor, um, Sharon November's idea. It's a combination of lots of comics, lots of visuals, as well as just fun stories. This is a beach read, man. This is a book that, and it's actually going to make you laugh out loud. It would be very, very easy to make a YA book of this sort. I think uh, there are a lot of very funny young adult authors. There are also a lot of very funny children's authors, but they are not promoted. And if there's a funny book panel, I know they, they will sometimes do children's ones, but they're often very YA. Um, and we wanted this to be for girl kids. We want this to be for kids, nine to 12 year olds. And so we made the list, but we had to make sure it wasn't all YA people. We have a couple YA people. Um, but many of them have written for children as well. And so it was a dream list. I mean, just like, who do you think is funny? Put it on the list. Then you go through it and you're like, okay, that's good. And we want a lot of visuals. So find all your funny comic artists. And I'm not talking just who have already written children's books. Look online, find web comic artists, you know, find whoever you think is funny. And then I wanted, um, we wanted diversity. And so you look at your list and you're like, do we have a proper amount of diversity? Oh, goodness me no we don't and so you go and you you try you know um we have a submission from uh again my brilliant editor sharon november uh discovered that there is a group of um native american women who are stand-up comedians 
And so they're going to do a, a story for the book. Um, you know, I've got a, you know, there's Akila Hughes, who's a YouTube sensation. We wanted a YouTube person, honestly. We wanted somebody who, who really had social media under her thumb. Akila Hughes is African-American. She's got a story in the book. You know, we've, we really tried to get as many different kinds of people, different kinds of writing, different kinds of styles of humor. Because, uh, you know, as John Sheska once, you know, I once asked him, why do funny books not win big awards? And his explanation, which I think is completely correct, um, though I've had some people contest it with me, is when you read a book that is meaningful and sad, um, and I'm paraphrasing him here, obviously, this is not exactly what he said, but when you do that, and we can all say, like, this book is meaningful, and it is sad, and that is, that is therefore meaningful, but when you have humor, we have so many, everyone has a different sense of humor from everyone else. No two people in a room are going to say the same thing as funny. Sometimes they are. But if you had a panel of people, like a room full of people who had to determine what was funny, our sense of what is funny, I think a pie in the face is funny. You know, that guy thinks fart jokes is funny. This person thinks no coward is funny. You know, it's, it's completely different levels. So we needed a book that appealed to all those different levels. Um, so we made this big spreadsheet, and then we just started asking people, and, you know, nine times out of ten, they'd say yes. And the only times they'd say no is just because they were busy. Um, and it was really nice. Yeah. I am not an editor, um, but I had to do some editing. And here's the question I pose, I pose right back to you. How do you tell someone they're not funny when they are professionally funny? Uh... When they have submitted something to you, you're like, here's my humor piece. I think it's really funny. And you read it and go, well, it, no. Now, again, you have to bear in mind your own sense of humor. I'm seeing this through my lens, but I am not a 10-year-old child, you know, who might think this thing is freaking fantastically funny. Now, caveat, I, th- I read the first Diary of Wimpy Kid and thought it was the funniest thing I had ever read in my life. So I feel like... You know, I have a slight, at least not a finger on the pulse, but like maybe a pinky on the pulse of what kids think is funny um, because I have a very immature sense of humor sometimes. But that book was also, I should say, very funny, which was borne out by sales um, and a great cover. So I, you know, we had the really difficult thing of like people would submit things and sometimes it was just line edits and it was like, okay, let's just cut this down here, 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 here. Okay, instant funny, you know, and there were some authors that just didn't work out and that was painful. I had one editor and then I had another editor right after her. Um, so I first had uh, uh, Sharon November, who is the great, who is so passionate about this project and the soul of this book is a Sharon November soul, I have to say. She she just poured herself into this book. Um, and so it was a great relief when, when Sharon was lo- no longer doing the book that it was actually picked up by Layla Sales, who was already a contributor to the book. Um, and so she picked it, and she has a passion for it, um, and she understands it. And she was able to look at pieces that I had looked at and been like, yeah, they're fine. And she'd be like, no, this is insufficiently funny, and we need to do have them do more work on this. And, you know, I'm not a good editor, so I'm like, what? Make people do more work? But they, they've already worked so hard, and they thought it was done. And, and I don't want to be the bad guy here and tell them that, that nope, nope, that's, that's actually my job, um, is to tell them, okay, we're going, we're going to do another round of these. And uh, as it turns out, uh, they're, they're actually quite used to this, authors doing another round, and illustrators doing another round, and comic artists and everything. Most of the people we asked who couldn't do it did it because they were busy. 
Sometimes people didn't do it because they were defeated by the material. And here's what I mean by that. We wanted a book that was funny in all different kinds of ways. Funny fantasy, funny science fiction, funny um, comic pieces, funny graphs and uh, uh, lists and you know letters and everything. And funny nonfiction. Now, we... I had a couple nonfiction authors in mind, and I was like, hey, people, uh, let's get some funny stuff going on. And you would have thought it was the most impossible assignment of all time. Maybe it is. I'm not a nonfiction author. But we were like, oh, sure. You know, we, in our innocence, we were like, hey, just pick up whatever was left on the cutting room floor that you thought that thing was funny. I guess I'll put it somewhere or something else. Like, just give us that. That's not a thing people have, apparently. <laughs> they don't They don't collect uh, random funny stories that they don't use and then just wait for people like me to waddle over and be like, I'll take that, you know? So they didn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had three different authors just tell me straight out, yeah, I can't do this. But yeah, who knew that funny nonfiction would be so hard for some people to write? My hope is that kids come away from this, where you can now say to one of these kids, hey, who's name me a funny woman, and they might be able to do an author. Like, you know, that would be great. But what I'd, I would really like to do is just plant the seed of an idea in their brains that women can be funny. And I think this is a really important... Um, when we there's so much talk these days about diversity um, and talking about you know, inclusiveness, and my take has been and will always be that we do not get parity, we do not get equality, until we get the everyone gets something really that makes us laugh from all different kinds of people. Thank you, Betsy Bird, for the interview. Thank you, Philip Stead, for our theme music. Additional music for this episode from the Free Music Archive. You can contact us via email at theyarnpodcast at gmail.com and visit us online at the School Library Journal website. I'm Travis Yonker. Thanks for listening. I could tell it. It's not a nice joke. It's not a dirty joke. It's just not a very nice joke. You want me to hear my joke? Here's my joke. Here's my joke. Here's my joke. Okay. Okay. Man walks into a grocery store. He goes to the checkout. Puts down a single little milk, a single apple, and a small uh, TV dinner for one. And, uh, and the cashier is checking him out. And she looks at what he's put down. She says, oh, you, you must be single. And he says, oh, that's so crazy. How did, how did you know that? Because you're ugly. <laughs>